and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while bouncing running with the rest of our lives. Today in the show, we have my good friend, Dr. Jess Mena, DPT. But before we get into that, I just want to say kudos and shout out to UCAN for sponsoring this episode of the Rambling Runner Podcast. Thanks to all of you. They actually sold out. The, the, the promo has now ended. The free six edge energy gels. You can't do that anymore. It's gone. See you later. See you later, free Edge Energy Gels. You guys sold it out. Thank you so much for doing that. However, the discount code remains. So go to ucan.co forward slash rambling or, no, yeah, forward slash rambling. That might take you to the sold out page. But if you use code rambling at checkout, that will save you 20% on your order today. I love all the UCAN stuff in particular, especially this time of year. I use the UCAN Hydrate. It's a powder. It's great. Throw it in the water, uh, either pre-run, mid-run, or post-run. God, I'm sweating like an absolute maniac on all of these hot, humid runs. You know, this is, this, I'm, I'm bringing you tips, dew pointers, if you will. So um, with that being said, we're going to talk to Jess Mena in one second. Also want to say, big thing, I'm recording this on July 25th. In exactly one week, we are going to see major, major changes over on Relay, which is the subscription podcast that we had over on Patreon. I'll just tell you. Big things are brewing. I think Relay is going to hit. uh, Relay 2.0 is going to be a a major, major game changer in the running media landscape for years to come. And I cannot wait to be one of the people to bring it your way in the very near future. If you don't already do so, go check out the uh, Relay um, Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts and Threads accounts. You know, on Threads as well, because we're going to be dropping a lot of stuff very, very soon. And I can't wait to share it with you. But that's not today. That's next week. Today, we got Jess Mena in the house. Jess, welcome back to the show. I am so stoked to be back and chat it up with you today. Um, and I'm also stacked, uh, really stoked about that whole um, relay thing going on. So um, everyone's going to be super excited about that because I know I am. <laughs> see, you've been you've been subscribed to Relay the whole time. So you've been able to see the stuff we put out over there. I think it's the best running podcast in the country, but no one knows because it's behind a paywall. But... I am so excited for people to get a little taste of what we've been brewing. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. All right. So that's next week. Today, we're going to talk about a little topic. Normally, just as on the podcast, you're here to talk us through. We talk about like our little running travails, what's going on in our running lives. Then we get into a specific topic about your profession. You know, being a doctor of physical therapy, we'll talk about like, hey, about runner's knee or, you know, IT band syndrome and all that stuff. That's not what we're doing today. We're kind of leaning in on your running career and your coaching career your coach at list run perform and just like all around athlete i'm gonna talk about something that a lot of people that can affect a lot of people's lives not just in athletics and that's the idea of being in that good enough phase mm-hmm. of our our lives or our training or our jobs or what have you obviously we're going to think more about the running side on this podcast and we're going to talk about two different things when to embrace good enough right the stuff that might be going on in your life whether it's athletic or not, when it, when getting to good enough is a really is a, is a good thing, it's a positive thing, and we should embrace that feeling of hey, I got to good enough, and man, I'll tell you what, that's a good thing today. Also, on the other side, when maybe getting to good enough isn't kind of good enough, where we can do more, we want to do more, we're inspired to do more, and when to kind of take the next step or next two or three steps to do just that. So. Um, I think with the, with the good enough, I, I think we have to kind of identify our terms here. When I, when I brought this up to you, Jess, talking about 
that good enough phase. How did that land for you? Like, what do you think of when you hear that, hear that phrase? Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, I was really excited to want to talk about this because as someone who lives a relatively like, you know, normal life as a, just a regular working person who's super passionate about running, I think we all go through phases of, you know, ups and downs and life isn't always perfect. And there's points where you're super motivated um, and your discipline is great. And then there's times in life and during your year where maybe it's not like that and you get stuck in these these phases of like, I'm not doing enough. What is not enough? Um, and I think with the, you know, then you add social media aspect and your friends and your running community, I think it adds this other pressure. So right now I'm in this kind of going through this right now where I'm embracing what I can embrace and also kind of reflecting back on like, is this, should I be okay with where I'm at? Like how much more can I push? Is this realistic? Um, so I think with me good enough is being at in that phase where or maybe in that place where all these things that you can control um questioning is this enough and can you push it a little bit more and also not stressing about the things that you really can't control too much and I think that's that fine balance of can I do more should I do more maybe I'm lost maybe I should ask for help uh so yeah the good enough and you kind of um we've talked about your we mentioned it a little bit off offline but we haven't we haven't really talked about it in detail, which I'm excited to do that now. But um. yeah, and when I say good enough, when I bring it up, when I think about it, it's definitely a relative term, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, like, give an example here, and we'll probably do a lot of personal anecdotes and conversations here, right? Is like, for me, where I am right now, and I've been for a while, like, good enough, and I'm putting air quotes here, is like running six days a week and running around 40 ish miles. Right, 38 to 44, right? So for me, that's kind of good enough. It's like that's it's easy for me to get there. It's not like too much on my body in my own my life circumstances. That works out really well. Right. Yeah. So like that for me. Also, if for me in that zone is I don't see like a ton of improvement. Right? Like when I'm in that zone, you know, it's like I, it's like good maintenance zone for me in terms of my running. Right. Now, if there's some people who like would at that level would improve greatly. Maybe they're running 25 miles a week and running low 40s would be awesome. And there are some people who, if they ran low 40s, they would be getting worse because they're used to running 60 miles a week and like doing this for two to three months, they'd be like, wow, my fitness, what happened to it? So I think, first of all, it's all relative, right? And there's other pieces, right? You have like the, how many days a week are you running? How many miles are you doing? Also time on feet here, like I'm running 42 miles, but that's on pavement. Right. There are other times in my life where I do 42 miles, mostly on like technical trail, like technical trail running. Where like that's a lot. That could be like 10 and a half hours for me. But running 42 miles a week on pavement, that's more like seven and a half hours of running. So it's a completely different thing. You know, elevation gain also plays a part into that, as well as kind of the the this you know how strenuous the the running is or the workouts you're doing. Right. So for me, it's like one workout a week, and then I'll do a long run. Maybe there's a little bit of moderate effort in it, but it's really just like one one effort-filled run per week. And for me, like that's good enough. And I think that I think you have to we have to identify what this might mean to somebody, not what this might mean to you historically, because who cares, right? This doesn't. Right. This isn't like 22-year-old Matt Chittum wouldn't be saying this a couple of different ways, right? And like maybe 65-year-old Matt Chittum would have a very different opinion of this as well. It's kind of like in the moment, what is good enough for you, and having a clear-eyed vision of what that is. In terms right. of like your own, also your own perspective, right? This is like, this is an opinion-based thing in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, super subjective, and I agree. It's really relative, and I think the good enough really kind of uh, fluctuates and develops, I think, with each year and with each season. And the good enough that it, that you're describing right now might be good enough for where you're at now, and eventually it might not be good enough. And this is when we have this conversation of how do you move past it? Like, this isn't good enough anymore. Um, and I think that that does vary from year to year, depending on maybe what your goals are, on what you're trying to strive for and the fitness gains that you gain each training cycle and each training season. You know, I agree. I think the Jessica of five years ago would probably never dream that I'd be like running 50, 60 miles a week, you know, like that would be beyond what I could probably handle. Um, and then I think, yeah, right now, yeah, I would agree. Like right now that, that my good enough is maybe not the same. Um, so I think it's just also a nice um, reflection of how much work all of us put in and how you see these results and how your your mind shifts. And sometimes, sometimes you don't realize how much you have gained and that you do have to shift that mindset and tell yourself like this, I'm, I have plateaued here. Like it is time for me to push. How come I'm not hitting my markers? Maybe you've, you've your fitness has just changed. It's time to adjust the way that you perceive yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, yeah. So I think it's something super relatable because all of us go through that. I mean, you're, there are some things you can't change, right? Matt, I mean, me, I work 40 hours a week. There, I can't I can't change that. I, You know, we talk about embracing. You embrace that. But what are other things that you can push? What are other things that you can change? What are other things that you can chip away at or add on or take off that maybe you don't need anymore? So. Right. It becomes an intricate conversation because a lot of times it's like taking to add stuff to your place means you have to take it off. Right. And that. So sometimes you're like, hey, take the, the things you're taking off are like are purely leisure. Right. It's like, all right, I guess I'll watch less Netflix. Right. Like that's a pretty cushy life. OK, that's not that's not the hardest, the hardest swap you've ever done. Other times I might be like, no, you know what? Like it just means that like I'm not going to like I can't. Maybe it's I'm just trying to think like off the top of my head, like. I have to like decrease some of my like my hobby time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have to spend less time doing this thing that I really enjoy doing. Maybe you're a big reader. Maybe you have like a second job that you kind of do on the side. Maybe you're trying to building something up, right? Like I've had those, right? This podcast was a second job for a very long time. There have been parts of my life where I had to decrease that. But let's get into more specific stuff, okay? So in terms of the, we'll f- focus on the embrace, embracing side of good enough right now. And then we'll move over to the move past, and move past good enough phase, mm-hmm. okay? So I think the embracing good enough phase the first thing that comes to me is and I, this of course wasn't on the notes that i sent you i'm just gonna add this spur the moment before i forget it is after a huge race a goal race a big cycle leading into a goal race you have that goal race especially if that race is something that lasts several hours whether that's a marathon a trail race that that lasts for a long time even if it's like a, you know say it's a 13.1 mile trail race but it lasts you three and a half hours right an ultra marathon in certain cases that cycle leading in and then that race day stimulus, oftentimes that good enough phase can last after that. And for me personally, after I ran my 50K in the spring, I felt I definitely fell into that of like, okay, good enough zone. I didn't like go into it proactively thinking that, but I kind of like lingered there and I felt very comfortable there for yeah. a while. And I was okay with not like busting at the seams to get out the door and hit that next goal. I was like, all right, like that was a lot. That was a lot, and now I'm just going to chill right now. Yeah. 
And I agree with that. That's with everything. I think um, I do think that that's that one point that people don't tend to embrace very well. And I think part of it is just like the running culture where you've gone through 16, 20 weeks of training. You go into a race where you're out there busting your butt and then you're like, all right, how, how, how fat, how can I get, how can I get back? How can I get back? And I'm like, I think I see that a lot with, you know, various runners now as a coach where you're kind of, you know, get a message and, okay, I'm ready to get back. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And the thing is, sometimes it works though. Sometimes right? it's like, it, 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 it's like, you can't put like a hard, like you can't do this on it. Cause sometimes it does work. Sometimes it which does Which is work. kind of the allure, which makes it harder to be like, oh no, hold on a second. Yeah. But I do think it's, t- it's good to simmer and reflect. And I think a lot of people don't take the time. Oh, simmer. That's a good reflect. word for it. Yeah. Like, simmer, reflect, like really let this settle and, and reflect on how, how did it feel? What could you have changed? I think this is where you can grow and develop as an athlete, no matter the caliber of athlete that you are. Um, and I think it's just easy. It's become easy for people to just like check it off the list and move on to the next thing. Um, and let's not forget that there's so many learnings that come out of each race and each training cycle. And I think it's so easy to just go day by day. Um, but yeah, embracing yeah that whole cycle, but also kind of taking advantage of that and trying to figure out what, what are you going to learn from it that's going to help you on your continued journey for whatever the next thing is. Right. And oftentimes people can confuse like lack of motivation in these instances for laziness, but sometimes it's telling you something, right? If you've been like someone who like has really not struggled with getting out the door to do training and all of a sudden you've done like the two marathon, maybe three marathon like you know, in a year cycle for a couple times in a row. And you're like, I just, I'm having trouble getting out the door. It's like, don't fight that. That's, that's fine. Right. You're, you are fine. That's understandable. Just chill out for a second. That doesn't mean go to zero, right? We're not saying, right. Hey, when to take a break, this is the good enough zone, right? This is like, okay, again, whatever's good for you, you can just chill. It's not stressful, but it's also not nothing, right? right. That's the other point here. This is not like going to zero. Hey, I got to cut running out kind of mode, right? This is the good enough zone where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in maintenance. Another way of saying this is like is maintenance mode, right? So if you're looking at your Garmin and your Coros watch, it might be like the maintenance zone in there. Um, again, not those things are accurate and to any degree when they're trying that to categorize this sort of thing. Okay. Right. Every time. God. Right. For all this, for sure. That's for sure. So I think that, that you get in that zone of like, okay, if you're sitting there like, wow, you know, for the last two weeks, I've just been like, blah, I don't want to get out there. Like, well then maybe, Instead of going 8 to 10 every day, it's just an example. This might not be applicable to everybody. Instead of going 8 to 10 every day, maybe you're going 6 to 8. Or maybe instead of going 5 to 7 every day, Miles, you're going 3 to 5, right? Yes. And you're able to just, like, keep doing your thing. And, you know, I'm not going to stay here forever. But right now, this is what's fine for me. And I'm okay not being, like, 1% better every day, motherfucker. I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to crush the world with my running. It's like... Okay, like that that's really, also not the worst thing ever. You know, you can you can you can just chill for a second. And that resonates with me a lot because that's exactly exactly where I'm at right now. I had I was talking to somebody and I'm like, you know, I haven't taken a break since 2020. I have been training for a marathon every 20 to 24 weeks. And if it wasn't a marathon, it's an ultra marathon. Um, and then last year, I think I PR'd at every race. And this past year, I've been bonking like. Nothing's going my way. Psychologically, it's affecting me. 
Um, and still, I really enjoy training, going out. And then finally, after I had, I just had a half marathon two weeks ago, and I was running, and I and I told myself in the in the race, I'm like, I need a break. I'm done. I'm a little burnt out. I'm actually really burnt out. And for the first time in almost four years, cutting down my miles to 20 miles a week feels so good enough for me right now. And I'm enjoying it because I know I'm like, I need this and I need to embrace this because this is what's going to make me maybe perform better next season. Like it's just uh, also as a therapist and as a runner myself, I've been running for a long time and I've never done this before. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I can't keep going like this and still manage all these other things in life and stressors in life and physically stress myself out as much as I love it. Your body kind of sometimes needs to recover and it is okay. I am not feeling any FOMO for the first time ever. Like, yeah, you're going to run an ultra marathon? I will be out there giving you water. But you will see me in the next one in two months. But for right now, I am embracing this very short, you know, rant, you know, really rare break. Um, and I think a lot of us go through that. And there's always a sense of guilt, I think, because you want this is like your passion, you love it, you want to do it. Um, but I think it's okay every now and then to just say, you know, I, I think it's okay to, to back off a little bit and get ready for this next season. Yeah. Right. And it can be tough because like, for anyone who's achieving something athletically, you have to push through the tough times. Right? right. If you're only if you're always like, hey, I'm going to ease back every time it's a tough day. Well, then you're never going to achieve anything mm-hmm. in running or any other athletic endeavor or basically any other endeavor, period. So, you know, you, there is that fine line. It's not like, oh, I hit a little speed bump. Time to slow down. Right. right. This is more like an extended period of like, oh, this is yeah, just oh, this is not me. Exactly. OK, that's a different story. Right. Like we all have tough days. There are plenty of days you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then you're out there. It's, it's fine. Right. Yeah. When you're out there, it's fine. You're done. You're happy. Right. Yeah. That, that's a different thing. We've all been there before. That's not what we're talking about. But that's not the only time where embracing the good enough zone is a, um, a valuable thing. And I think something that I know comes up for a lot of people um, is the life stress aspect. Right. And the okay. two big life stresses that can affect people here are job stuff and family stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So job stuff can be kind of the polar extremes like hey job is freaking crazy right now i'm traveling like a mad person i got i'm working like 60 70 hours a week i i I, my schedule is all crazy i never know like when i'm coming in or i'm i'm coming or going i don't have this like identified schedule in my mind or it's the opposite it's like yo i just got fired and this shit's getting hard around here and like I'm depressed and, and this is tough and I'm financially, I'm ah, right. So like, obviously you might not have a coach in that situation because you want to ease back on the finances, but like this is for everybody where right? you're not talking about people who are getting coached. And that's, that can also be a big thing too. That happened to me. Yeah. I got fired, not from my last job, but from the previous one. And that was a very tough and it was really hard for me to like, it, I was in the dumps for sure. You know, even though I got it, even though like I was basically about to accept another job. So like I was out anyway, like yeah. I still like I was even today, it's been five years. I still like wake up sometimes. I have like a nightmare of getting fired. Like oh, it, yeah. it can be a lot. Right. And the other part is family stuff. Right. Which should be interrelated to the job stuff. But the family stuff. Right. Like your kids going through a tough time. Your spouse is going through a tough yeah. time. Your your parents are sick. Right. There can be a lot of things. I don't have to list them all. Lord knows you guys all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But the life stress piece can 
be a major stressor on our life. And that stress doesn't, it lives in there. It lives in there. It doesn't go away. Even though we might feel better after a run, it's still in there, right? It's the only yeah. thing that kind of gets rid of it overall is time, right? So the life stress, job, family stuff can absolutely put us in the good enough zone. Exactly. And I think that it, the hardest thing for all of us, right, who are into endurance sports and it's almost sometimes you feel like you're almost choosing, but I, I think it's more like how do you navigate and balance this out? Like your job stressors, is, it's not going to go away. And I think you just have to accept like this is what I have to do from eight to five. I cannot be angry that I don't have a different schedule. It is what it is. You can't change that. Um, you know, your family needs, you can't change that. You love your family. You love your friends. You love your kids. You love, you love your parents, etc. Um, and I think it's just making sure that you always look at your training as part of something that, yeah, brings you joy and it brings this other happiness and balance to your life to make life feel like it's okay. Um, and if anything, I think sometimes I use it as a, as, as fuel too, is, you know, maybe I'm a little angry at work today and I'm, I'm going to smash this workout today. Um, but I do think that the stress is, a it's a intricate and it can be hard to manage at times. Um, and it's something you really can't ignore, but it's also really important to accept and realize like, how can I use this to my advantage or what can I do that it won't negatively affect my mindset or my discipline or my motivation to continue doing what I love to do. Um, yeah, but it, it is tricky. And I think also not making sure that people don't feel guilty when they're trying to figure out like, you know, I've had, I've had athletes now that I'm coaching like hey my work it got crazy and I, I can't I couldn't get out and do this run today and I'm just like you know what it's okay we got tomorrow let's just switch it up why don't we just do 20 minutes of strengthening right now let me send you this workout um, let's not waste this day and not let let's not feed into this sense of being defeated that's not what this is like you can continue on let's change the mindset let's change the perspective um, and embrace this positive mindset um, and move on. Like you can't do anything about it. Let's move on and move on to the next thing. So I think, um, and myself, I mean, I work a lot. I mean, now I, I work as a PT. I'm, I'm coaching now. I have my run club now. So I have my husband to tend to. So I have a lot of things going on. So right now I'm like dealing with. I feel I, like he's tending to you. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on, Jess. <laughs> and I had, think I've I've compartmentalized a lot of things in my life and, um, and I still make it work. You know, I just, it's, it's really, I heard the saying you can be motivation sometimes doesn't, doesn't matter. Like you're going to, they're going to be days you're not motivated at all. It's like, how disciplined are you to, to commit to this goal that you have at mind or have at task? And it's like getting out the door no matter what it is. And it might not necessarily go the way that you planned. You might not do a five-mile easy run with strides. But, hey, I got three miles in and I did a 30-minute strength session. And that is that is good for today. Um, right. And I think the, like, post – not burnout, but, like the, 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 the almost burnout good enough zone of, like, all right, we're just going to decrease – the intensity we're going to decrease the mileage here consistency might be the same but just like a less less of a load right yeah i think the family stress good enough zone is kind of the opposite right mm -hmm. it's kind of like okay like the consistency might be the one that goes out the window right yeah. they might be like all right my like my my calendar you know sunday's off 
Monday, you know, Tuesday workout, like that might be like, see you later, buddy. We, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. When this, who knows when we're doing this stuff? So it might be like, hey, your normal easy run might be eight miles, and like that might still be your normal easy run, but you're not sure when it's going to happen. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, uh oh, today's an off day now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be an off day. Like, yeah. stuff's coming, stuff's flying. I meant to do a workout today. It's not going to happen. I might do the workout tomorrow. So it's like, yeah. Again, so you're not, it's almost like the opposite from a good enough zone, embracing the good enough zone model of like, all right, this is just the, the, the chaotic nature of this slash like your own personal like vibes of that situation, especially if it's like family stuff where you're like, oh God, like this is really tough. And, you know, I just can't get out the door right now. Or like you're using run as like a therapy kind of thing where it's like, all right, I just need to like make my running therapeutic so right. that you know, there's no stress about running. There's something that I've talked to some of my runners about before. where like, they're going through a tough time. Like, listen, running right now is a stress reliever. It is stress-free. Right. There's, you're not going to attach any stress to this. Again, not mean like you're not stressing your body, no emotional stress. We're not going to do right. no judgment. There are no judgments here. Right. And if there are, it's only positive. Right? It's positive exactly. judgments or no judgments. Right. If you're going out for a run, who cares about pace? Who cares about how long you're running for? So like, I'm going out here to feel good. That's it. Right. Exactly. So I think those are the vibes of like of this of this subgenre of that zone. Right. Exactly. Embracing that. And and it's okay for for things to be shifting. It's not like, you know, things are gonna be detrimental. And I I think it's just part of life. Like your life is is it's just things are just not always linearly perfect. And it, and it happens with people like us and then it happens with the elite. It happens to everybody. Um, it's just like, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to manage it? And again, it goes back to just shifting that mindset um, and staying on the path without, without feeling like running is adding another stressor to your life, regardless of how ambitious a goal is. At the end of the day, you chose this and you want this to be fun and you want it to be rewarding. Um, and I think when that shifts a little bit and you think like, I have so many things in my life and now running, it's like, no, no, no. Running shouldn't feel like that other thing that makes you feel worse. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. On a very different zone, I think another thing that we can explore is people who are exploring cross-training in a very serious way. So maybe someone's getting into cycling or they're getting into rock climbing or they're some other sport that they are all of a sudden really psyched about. Again, nothing wrong with that, man. None of us are pros. Like you want to go do a different sport, go do a different sport. Whatever, yeah. whatever gets you jazzed. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. Cause like this, other sports get me excited too. Right. All of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm going to be in this adult basketball league three times a week. Go do your thing, homie. That's fine. Right. Have fun. Exactly. Right. Have fun. Like I, I, I've coached people who like, Hey, I do soccer twice a week. I'm like, great. That's an awesome workout. We do easy runs most of the other times. Right. Like you're right. like, you're sprinting out there. Like we can make this work. Right. That That's also a really good time for this. Again, this is like much less, this is more, much more positive vibes than the other two things we talked much about. More okay. positive. Much more fun. You're doing your thing again. It's important to remember though. Like we're not just going to like toss running in this situation. Right. Like keep it going. This is not like one of those, you know, like I put this on the notes, like the ice cream scoop thing. Like, oh, I had an ice cream scoop. I scoop of ice cream. Might as well have the whole freaking gallon. Like, no, it's not like you don't have to deal in extremes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like just because you're picking up this cross training thing, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't mean running is sayonara. See you later. Like, right. no, no, no. It still has its place. 
it still has its place. And I think, um, like, even myself right now, I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe I should dabble in triathlons and uh, cycling a little bit. And I'm like, how could I incorporate that into my training without it being, uh, like, sidetracking me, deviating me from eventually my goal is, yeah, I'm going to run this 50-mile race, right? Um, and I think it's always good to dabble and explore other things in life that bring you joy. And I think it just makes you a well-rounded athlete in general. And you're at the, I mean, physiologically speaking, you are going to end up using other muscles that maybe, um, you're not necessarily, um, using with just running. So there is a benefit to doing a different sport and just, you know, stressing other movements out and, um, Yeah stressors on other parts of the body so i think there's a benefit from that physiologically anyway so if it brings you joy and you try something new and it's not really going to you know it's not going to take over your training and derail you from this thing you committed to then great boom yeah i couldn't agree more and i think bring the triathlon piece up is a great example of this right like like high level triathletes are still excellent runners even though they're not specializing in running Right. Like they figure it out. Like they're building their aerobic capacity in many yeah. different ways. And they're still doing their key workouts. They're still doing their strides to maintain, you know, their their top end power and top end speed and things like yeah. that. And if you can do that while you're doing this, all of a sudden I'm surfing five days a week. Great. Like, hey, do do you know, do a track workout or whatever, like a, a threshold workout every once in a while. You do your strides and you're still gonna be fine, right? You're gonna yeah. you're totally gonna be good. And I think that it's um it's easy, especially early on, when like the allure of a new hobby is in there, out there. It's easy to like dive all in and like forget all the other things. Right. And that's part of what makes it exciting, right? Like if it wasn't exciting, then you wouldn't feel that way. However, if you're like, hey, I am a runner, I want to do this for a long time, well, then just keep it going. This is where the good enough zone lives, right? So you're like, all right, well, hey, I still want to be active. And like having a good aerobic capacity is still going to help this other thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's pickleball or surfing or Lord knows what, speed golf, I don't know. Like, you still have other things that you could be doing. And just incorporating the running as a part of that can be really helpful. It sets yourself up for the future. And the last thing you want to do is look back and be like, why did I stop running? It's like nine months later. You're like, why did I do that? Like, I could have done, yeah. done this the whole time. I wasn't time capped. I just decided not to do it. And now nine months later, I'm like, oh, but I want to sign up for this race. And now, like, I haven't run in six months. And I have to, like, really start from scratch here. Yeah, I think it's doable. So I just as you were talking, I'm thinking about I have actually have, like, three athletes right now who are, like, avid hikers. Like, they just love going on backpacking trips or hiking 15, 20 miles a day. Um, and both of them are really strong runners. And they're like, hey, I'm going to go backpacking for two weeks. I will run. Can we figure out a schedule where I get, you know, my most important workouts in, but I'm still able to do my 15-mile hike with my friends? Um, And I think that's so cool that you're passionate about two things and you're making – and it's totally doable. You can totally make this work. And I think that's another thing that people just have to uh, take into account. Don't feel limited by, you know, don't let running necessarily limit you from exploring other things. Um, It, As long as you have maybe direction and maybe some guidance, I think it's really – you're capable of accomplishing X, Y, and Z. You just have to have a plan and just make sure that, you know, you don't get injured and all that stuff. But live life. Do you, boo? That's, That's it. Well said. Do all right. You. So we're going to talk in a second about 
when the good enough zone is holding you back. Right? We talked about all the times like to, to kind of strive for the good enough zone as a way of keeping up with what you've been up to and set yourself up for positive things in the future. But sometimes the good enough zone can do the opposite. Be a little drag on what you have could potentially be doing before we get into that though. Quick shout out to you can tis the season for marathon prep, right? All the fall marathons are at Chicago announced their elite fields today, men and women's you know it's coming. You know it's coming. I know that the August marathon training can be a bug, but at the same time, hey, we got to fuel our efforts, and you can is right there with you. You got the energy powders for running prep. You got the edge energy gels during the run. They have a protein powder as well, and I love the you can hydrate with all the electrolytes to get you ready pre, during, and post run. In short, they got all the stuff, and to say nothing of the bars, which frankly. My kids want to steal all the time. And I have to hide from them because they are so darn tasty. There's just so many things that you can offer. And if you haven't tried it before, try it now. If you use the code from the podcast, not only does it help you, it helps me too. So, hey, let's go for that win-win scenario. Use code rambling to save 20% today on your order at UCAN. That's U-C-A-N dot C-O. Thank you. And let's get back into it with Jess Mena. All right. So, the good enough zone. There are times where, again, we should say, hey, this is great. Doing a good job. Getting the good enough zone is that where you want to be. We touched on all of it for the first yeah. half an hour of the podcast. However, sometimes that idea can hold us back. And we've all been there. And we know friends who have been there. We have uh, The coaches here on the call and the coaches listening know the athletes who have just lingered in that zone. And I will speak to me personally. I have spent way too much of my life in that zone. Way too much. In, in fact, the last six weeks... For sure. So um, there are times when we need to bust out of that zone. Jess, do you remember yeah. a time in your life where you just like you use the good enough zone as like a crutch where all of a sudden you were like, all right, I, I just I just can't be living in here right now. That that's kind of where I was at. I think I was at the good enough zone. I was running like 40, 50 miles a week, you know, strength training twice a week, doing the same similar speed workouts, similar long runs, similar route, similar elevation. Um, and I think that's part of, uh, why I was feeling a certain type of way where I'm like, I'm just not feeling like I'm going anywhere. I need to take a break and reset and reflect. What am I going to do to move past this mindset of, I can't stay here if my goal is to run a certain time anymore. And like, what can I change? It's like anything else I tell people. I'm like, you can't expect to lift like eight pound dumbbells, bicep curls and stay there forever and think you're going to, you know, get stronger. You just, you have to. You have to stress the body just a little bit more to get it to respond so that you achieve a faster pace, a longer, you know, a quicker time for X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. Um, the body adapts, um, but if you don't stress it, it's not going to adapt. It's going to stay where you're at. And so I think that's where a lot of people plateaus kind of stay there. You just do what you're comfortable with. You do what you know. Um, and sometimes switching it up can kind of make a huge difference. So, um, yeah. For sure. And it's the, the it's like embracing that comfortableness, right? And a lot of it too, for me, has been like preconceived notions, right? For some reason, and I don't know why, how, how it ingrained in my head, but I even back to like my mid-20s, I was like, all right, like if I'm in the 40 miles a week range, the 40s, not just 40, like in the 40s, right? That's like that's a great zone. If I'm in that zone, then I am gonna be I'm gonna be just wheeling and dealing. 
And there are a time in my life where that was absolutely true. Getting in the 40s and staying there was a, a major task and definitely improved my running. No question about it. And there have been other times where, like, it didn't, it didn't stress me. It didn't stimulate. And it wasn't, like, something that was challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Again, all this stuff, like we said, right from the jump, this is all relative. So I'm just speaking to my own experience, right, as, like, during during these moments. So, like, I look back on my running right now. Like, I'm, I'm in that zone right now. I can tell. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't, like, I'm running 40 miles a week and, like, nah, I'm not yeah. tired. I'm not yeah. sore. I'm yeah. not, like, I'm not fatigued. I whatever I'm, I'm handling this no problem week after week after week now that is a positive mm-hmm. however like you just said you need to be stressing your body to some degree in order to improve again so let's start doing that right so whether that's okay now i'm just going to increase the elevation gain or i'm going to you know start throwing more trails in the mix or right. i'm going to start doing you know adding more intensity and things like that and basically, the idea here is that plateau in training is what I'm describing, right? If you hit yeah. that plateau in training where you've been at a certain level for a period of time and you can just tell that you're not being stimulated and you're not growing as a runner, well, then I think the good enough zone is not good enough for you anymore. anymore. Yeah, it's not good enough anymore. And that's the reason I think I, I fell in love with uh, trail running um, last time was I felt like there's phases during the year where you're like, okay, I'm training for this marathon. I know what to do. I'm just going to do what I did last year because last year it worked. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I, I got a little bit faster, not what I thought. And then I hit the trails and I was like, what the flip is this? Holy shit. I run, ran, ran one mile up, you know, like, you know, I don't know, 500, 1000 foot elevation and I am dead, dead ass. And then when I came back to road running, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm running way faster. Oh my, I needed the stimulus. I needed hill training. I need the elevation. I need being up, you know, I needed to run 20 miles, you know, up to 14,000 peak to this mountain for me to shred my quads and build this resilience to this new level of stress for me to handle maybe more load or more miles on the road. And I had no idea and I didn't know until I actually went there and kind of did something really uncomfortable and thought, told myself like, I am actually way more capable of doing more things than I actually thought. And I think part of it, maybe the plateau, in a weird sense, maybe it's it's not intentional, but I think we limit ourselves. And I think a lot of it is fear. Like I can't, maybe I can't do that and I'm not gonna push it. Maybe instead of doing, you know, three mile repeats, I should do six mile repeats, but can I do that? I'm not going to do it. I haven't done it before. I'm not going to push it. It's going to hurt too much. And sometimes you have to hurt a little bit to kind of know how, how much more you have in the tank physiologically and physically. Um, you know, the human body is so amazing and complex. And I think you don't know what you can do until you put yourself in a position and prove to yourself that you can do, you can just do a little bit more. And it doesn't have to be drastic. I know I just said a whole bunch of drastic things, uh, but it doesn't have to be like that. So yeah, I think- Right, especially in the short term. It doesn't be drastic in the short term, but I think if you extrapolate over a longer period of time, it could feel that if you just looked at the beginning and ends of the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's. I think there's there's a couple of things here also to consider okay. when it comes to like like that, the idea of the, the comfortability and, and all of that sort of thing. But what you just said also reminds me of something that like happened to me recently. So we did a family cruise. We did um, like 20 of us. We're doing all this stuff. Anyway, we did a cruise and it was like down like in the Gulf and south of Florida. And it was like, it's hot as hell, man. It's hot as hell. Right. Like 
What are you going to say? Like, there was a buoy outside of Florida today that measured the water at 100.4 degrees. That's the water. Whoa. The water was 100 degrees, right? So, oh like, gosh. I'm running on the cruise ship outside. Like, I'm running out there in the morning. And, like, I thought, like, the heat and humidity in Rhode Island was pretty bad before I went down there. And it was. Like, it was. Like, it was, even though it was in the morning, the humidity was really high before I left. And mm-hmm. I was sweating profusely. It was not comfortable. All of that stuff. Well, guess what? It was a lot worse where I went. <laughs> so I'm running on this cruise ship. I'm running circles. I'm like, I need some motivation. It popped on like some David Goggins type stuff. I literally listened to David Goggins first David book. Goggins. I need something. I need something. Whatever gets me out the door Goggins. is what I'm going to listen to. I'm like running circles on a cruise ship. And again, it's 90 degrees. It's like, it's, you know, 200% humidity or whatever. And like, I came back. Weather was the same. Rhode Island. Come back. I'm like, wow, it's actually pretty comfortable here. And like, this was like a great microcosm of like, hey, sometimes you just got to try something new and harder and you come back and you're like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe this was doable. Like you said, like the psychological piece. You know, this won't last forever. And, you know, like I have a race in three days and like it's at 6 p.m. It's going to be 88 degrees. Start. Wow. It's a 10 mile race. Like, you're that's going to be hard. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be tough. But I knew that when I signed up. It's how it is every year of this race, right? But it's just like that idea. But I think that is that that reaching and then coming back, it does kind of reset the barometer of what's possible. And it's just like when, like, I'll set another example, right? Like, anyone who's ever played baseball, like, you warm up, you're in the, the – the, or softball, you're in, like, the batter's box – not the batter's box, but you're, like, you're warming up on the side. You get the little donut on the, the edge of the bat. Yeah. It weighs, weighs the bat down. Why do you do that? Why? So that when you swing the bat, it feels lighter. It feels mm-hmm. crisper through your swing, right? And that's exactly what some of this, this training can do. So when you step up your game, you're like, all right, I'm ready to step up my game. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, again, you, you, you build up. And not, like, some drastic, like, I'm going from 40 miles to 65. Like, you're kind of building up. But maybe you're also increasing some of the intensity in there. Maybe you're also increasing some of the elevation. Exactly. And then you come back, you're like, wow. You know, like. 50 isn't that big of a deal. All of a sudden, like, you you went to 45, and you got to 50, and you got to 55, and you got to 60 over the course of, like, a couple months. And you're at 60. All of a sudden, you might take, like, a down week. But your down week is 50. Yeah. And you're like, well, 50 used to be my high week. Exactly. Now 50 is my down week. And that is when it's like, okay, now we're in a completely different zone. We're in a completely different zone. And again, this could be, we can talk about miles per week. We can talk about elevation. We can talk about like, all right, how many hard miles you're doing a week, throwing in like, you know, the, the workout stuff. But I think that that, you know, getting out of that plateau in training also, you know, in so tangent, so related to this is the plateau in racing as well. It's like, mm-hmm. if you feel like, and I guess my point here is that you're going to see a lot of places that consistency is key. And that is exactly correct. But consistency doesn't mean not changing anything. Right. It means continuously getting out there and trying to get better or trying to, like, you know, see putting yourself in the game. We talked about this for the first half. It doesn't have to be get better every day of your life. But when you are capable and willing and eager to do it, embrace that and get out there and do it and don't rely on the good enough mantra to, and, and, and be that little soft binky that can keep you nice and cozy when you're, when you're capable of more. Right. And to kind of play off of what you just said, I think it's, this is why I think it's always important to like after a training season, when you reflect on things, because I think the plateaus that you have, it's because you're not doing the stuff that, you know, maybe your weak point, you're not playing off of your weaknesses. So, for example, 
me. My goal this year was like, I need to strength train like four times a week. This two times a week is not doing anything for me. And I'm getting knee pain. Um, so the last few weeks I've been training three to four times in the gym. My knee pain's going away. And I was like, oh, my miles are going down. I'm running faster and I'm not in pain. And so that was such like a big, big thing for me. I, I thought to myself, if I did this and I found a way to maybe not watch, you know, Outlander for an hour every, you know, week or something like like a show on Netflix and I dedicated 20 or 30 more minutes every week to strengthening. It doesn't have to be big movements. I'm like, this probably would help out my performance and in the end probably perform better. But um, I think that a lot of people go through plateaus because you're, I don't, I think it's easier for us to play on our strengths and like really push ourselves on what we're comfortable in. But you kind of have to push yourself in those avenues where you don't feel comfortable in. Um, or maybe the things you don't like to do, like reco- recovery, we talk about recovery. I'm like, if we all recovered really well, I think we could push ourselves a little bit more. Um, so yeah, yeah I, think I hear that. Is- like I'm going to be doing that next in two weeks. I'm doing that, that like the lagoon challenge, the eight, eight, eight lagoon challenge where it's mm-hmm. like you run, you sleep eight hours a night, you run eight miles a day for eight days. It starts on August 8th. So on eight, eight, it's the eight, eight, eight challenge. Right. Nice. And like, I love this. Cause it's like, okay, like, yeah, it's going to be hard, right? Doing eight miles a day for eight days in a row. Like, that's that that's a tough challenge. Yeah. But you're also sleeping eight hours a day. So the, the idea is like, all right, like what what could you do? Right? I've, I've heard some people say, and this is almost overly simplistic, of like, there's no such thing as undertrained. There's no such thing as overtrained. There's just underslept. Yes. Right. And it's true. Right? It is true. Um, and I started kind of pushing my athletes, like, make sure you're sleeping seven to eight hours a day. Like you have to recover. Like as, as much as we, we work hard, I think we, the whole, like this grind mentality is so like revered. And I'm like, grinding hard all the time is not good. Also like, yes, you want to grind, you want to push yourself hard, but you also have to respect your body and be able to embrace the, how do we recover hard so that I could perform well? And I think a lot of that, when you see plateaus in training and racing, I think I'm like, there, there has to be a component for some people, not everyone, some people, where recovery I don't think is something that is a, is a big focus and maybe a weakness in a lot of us, including myself. Like, do I really spend 10 minutes mobilizing after I run? No. Could I? Yes. What would the repercussions of that be? It, could not, it, couldn't, it can't be negative, if anything, positive. Um, so there is something to be said about that whole aspect of the little things do make a difference. And if we don't do them, then, you know, maybe that's a whole little area that you can focus on to help get you past plateaus. So that's right. Cause it's not just about training more, right? It's about doing the things that you need to do to get to the next level when you, when good enough, isn't good enough anymore. Exactly. Right. So it's not just about like, all right, like I just need to train more. Like maybe, but maybe, maybe. it's not that right. Cause maybe like, I think Alan cousins had a great, great tweet the other day. Where it's like, when it comes to training, like, I'm just paraphrasing here. We all think about, like, producing the stimulus. Mm -hmm. But it's also about producing the most stimulus that you can and also making sure that you're absorbing as much of that stimulus as you can. Right. So it's kind of like, you can go out and buy great groceries, man, but you don't put them in the refrigerator, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. You ain't eating good. You ain't eating good. you You don't put those groceries in the fridge. Yeah, I was uh, watching, big fan of Tour de France, um, and I watched it every single day. And I'm like, these men are running 100 to 120 miles a day at their fullest potential every single day. And what do they do? The second they get off that bike, someone's putting a protein shake in their mouth, 
they're chugging it. I was like, I was reading an article on nutritionists. Like they, everything that they eat is so, I mean, to the T, just like metric, like measured. And they talk about, um, they interviewed a guy and he's like, we work really hard every day. You know, you know, the second we're done with their bike, it's the massage therapist, the physio, nutritionist, and then you have to make sure you're sleeping. And I'm like, yeah, this is how they perform every day. And at the peak, 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 peak is fit, you know, level. Um, but they don't, they, they definitely have this whole other aspect. They're focusing on how do I recover hard so I could perform hard. Um, and I was like, wow, I really should do way more than this. <laughs> what I'm doing right now, maybe this is why I was feeling so bad a few weeks ago. I wasn't like, you know, hydrating well, I wasn't eating well, you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have some chips instead of, you know, maybe having a you know protein shake with all these awesome veggies and, you know, maybe some vitamins. Like there's so, there's just so many things I feel now really pumped about. I'm going to do this differently this season because I really, really want to do well. Um, so yeah, get out of this plateau phase of mine. I like it. And I also think it's important to embrace that competitive spirit, right? There are certain times where you're going to be like, you know what? I'm just sick and tired of these race results. I'm sick and tired of it. I, yeah. you know, like, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to embrace shame. Right. Or anything like that. But if you're a competitive person and you're feeling less than, cause you're like, I'm better than this. I'm just better than this. Hell yeah. And, it, and, and those thoughts are grounded in reality. Well then use them, right. use them, man. Like don't, don't let the, don't let like, that's gold right there. That is gold. Hold yeah. on to it. Don't just let it go down the river. Collect it, right? It's like, you know, go, go, California, uh, 1849ers, right? Like, you got you to gotta get that gold, man. Like, you, you can utilize that, that competitive spirit to get you to the next level. And, you know, there have been times in my life where, like, I felt that way. Then I, like, I regress. I didn't, I didn't hold on to that feeling. And the next race comes along. And the next one comes along, I'm like, oh, yeah. Now I remember why I felt like that. And here I am back in the same spot because I didn't yeah. embrace that feeling. Again, we're not like, I'm not saying embrace shame or anything like that. It's more of the positive side. Like, hey, if you can do more yeah, and you fully believe you know? that and you're competitive and you're like, I want to embrace this because I really care about this stuff. Fantastic. Keep, hold on to those feelings and, and make sure that you're, you know, around people who are going to also push you in, the, in that in that same way, you know, as long as it's again all positive yeah. stuff. You trying you trying to be at your best. Like that's exactly. those those aren't negative things. You need to embrace those sorts of feelings. And if you're feel that way, that means you're passionate about these things. Exactly. And there's no reason not to, you know, really go after it with full force. Exactly. I think there's nothing wrong with pushing yourself. Um, and really, you know, like with me, I'm not, I'm not an elite runner, but I really love running and I really want to know how far I can push myself. I really want to know what, what I got, what, what is, what do I got? I think everyone has so much potential and a lot of it is untapped and yeah, there might be some variables that maybe limit you. Like maybe if I, you know, trained like a professional athlete and had that life, maybe, maybe my life would be a little bit different or would look a little bit different, but I know, like I feel it in my soul. I'm like, I know I could do more. How do I get this out of me? And I think it's just as long as you stay, again, I'm going to bring discipline up again. It's like this discipline of staying true to your goal and not losing sight of what it is that you really want, what's going to make you feel happy, what's going to make you feel fulfilled. 
embracing that competitiveness because you do need that competitiveness to kind of get you out the door sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes I tell myself, you can't do it, Jessica. And I'm like, yes, bitch, I can. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> so, uh, and I use it for the better. Never ever to make myself feel down, but I, it's good to compete with yourself and, and, and it's okay to strive and it's okay to dream. Um, and as long as you're not putting yourself down or anybody else, you know, you, 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 it's okay. It's great. Right. Like, it's funny. Like I'll see this like with my son, like in video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like there are certain times we'll just be like, you know, let's play the same, like say Mario Kart, right? Like the easy level Mario Kart, whatever. But like, then they'll get competitive. It's like, no, yeah. I want to win. I want to win and win all the levels. Right. So you, you push yourself, right? Like, and that can be, you know, like you get competitive. And sometimes you get some negative emotions attached to that because, like, you don't want to lose and things like that. But the, the idea of pushing yourself, like, gets you there. And sometimes you need those feelings, right? Like, it's like the exact opposite, like, with him, with like reading. So it's like, yeah. you want to read the same books every night. It's like, that book is for a preschooler. Like, there's yeah. five words on this page, and you've known these words for two years. Like, no, like, you we need to read more read more challenging things like you are at this we need to you know we always have to challenge ourselves and it's okay not to know certain words like me and your mom don't know certain words when we read like keep challenging yourself you know you you got this and that same vibe with with the running piece right keep challenging yourself it's not a bad thing workout doesn't go well guess what there's a lot there's a million people whose workouts didn't go great today that's fine Keep challenging yourself. Don't beat yourself down. Like, my son will go outside and play basketball. Like, oh, I missed five shots in a row. And he gets all sad. It's like, yeah, you and everybody else, man. Like, yeah. we're all missing shots. Like, if you just want to go outside and shoot layups all day, like, you can have fun doing that. But you're not going to get better at shooting free throws. Right? Yeah. So, like, it's okay to challenge. You're going to miss. That's part of the game. Right? If you're never missing. If you're never missing. It's not because you're perfect. It's because you're not challenging yourself. Exactly. And I think to this kind of brought into my mind, one of these the last comments I'm going to make is like, I, I think throughout my running career, I've always been intimidated by, by faster people or faster women. And I think now I'm at the phase where I'm like, no, I need to hang out with people who are a little bit better than me. If I want to get better, they're going to pull me. I will learn something from them. Um, and I think that's a lot of things that I hear from people. I get messages on, on Instagram, like, you know, I'm at this running club and this person's running faster than me. How come I can't run that fast? Or how come I'm not doing this? And I'm like, well, first of all, let's not beat yourself up. Like, it takes time for everyone to get better, to perform, to train, to get stronger. But I do think there is something nice to put yourself in uncomfortable situations um, and around people who might pull you a little bit to kind of get you out of that funk. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So, like, for example, this weekend I'm, I'm invited to this run with these really fast ladies. And I was like, me? Me? But then I thought... Maybe this is what I need to help me get out of this, again, this plateau. My good enough is not good enough for what I want to do. And if I run with other people who maybe I might be the slowest, what's wrong with that if it's going to make me a stronger runner? Yeah. Right. And to that person who sent you that note, like, guess what? The person you're looking at is looking at someone else the exact same way. Like, how come I'm not as fast as that person? Right, the goalpost always moves, man. Like yeah. you've you've BQ'd. Your goalpost isn't didn't stay the same. You moved it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I do think that 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 might be a strategy of like, okay, if you're not, this isn't good enough. You you moved up the tier. It's okay to put yourself in different situations, um, and as uncomfortable as it may be, some maybe you do have to go through a little phase of 
feeling uncomfortable for you to get to that point where you want to get to. Um, and, but I think it fear stops a lot of people. Um, and I think sometimes embracing that fear and ambiguity, you come out of it realizing like, damn, I did that shit. Great. I can do it. Let's move on. So yeah, let's move on from our good enough. I think everyone, I would challenge people who are in that phase to like, no, let, what are you going to change? What are you going to, what can you do to challenge yourself just a little bit without overstressing the system, either your life or your training? Or, or something that you know, like, I wish I was more consistent with X, Y, and Z. And try it out and see how you feel for one week. Make it a habit. Right. And, and like, I look back at it now, and I'm like, I remember when I was, like, no kids. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I remember thinking I was so busy. What <laughs> the hell was I doing? <laughs> I can't remember what I thought. was. Again, I had two jobs at the time. I know I was busy. But I remember being like... I look back and I'm like, I had more time than I thought I did. And like, that's the other piece. Somebody's like, I don't have enough time. And for many of you, that is true. And that's why we talked about the whole first half of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But for some of you, that is not as true as you think it is. It doesn't mean you have an extra 90 minutes, but it does mean maybe you have more time than you thought. Right. Or maybe there's ways of figuring this out. So don't just automatically assume like I can't do more. Like maybe that's true. Maybe you can't. Maybe you are time limited. Maybe you just have maybe for more for you means something else. Maybe it's another maybe it's a double later in the day. Maybe it's more intensity. Maybe it's more elevation game. But maybe you have more time than you think. And I say this as someone who did have more time than he thought and regrets not embracing it <laughs> when I had it. Because I had it and I didn't capitalize it. My thirties of a generation perspective was great from a family life perspective, horrible from an athletic perspective, and it was all my fault. Yeah. And this was the number one culprit. I agree with you. Okay. Again, I am doing a lot, a lot. And I'm like, okay, how come I'm not doing this thing I said I was going to do? I was going to strength train more. And I'm like, I could do it at lunch. I have an hour lunch every day. I have five hours in the week where I could just spend one lunch hour strength training. Or in the weekend, I'm like, I'm so busy. I'm like, okay, well, I run from like, what, six to what, 10 or something like that. I could just extend it another hour to 11 or 12 and work out. So I think there's always opportunities. It's just how maybe sometimes you kind of have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Like, is the discipline there? You say you're going to do it, but you have to stick to it. I think that's the other part with plateaus. I think part of it is you have to stick to some new, um, new thing, this new quest, this new timeline, this new something. And I, I don't think that you'll see the results until you give it some time. But it, it is hard and it is difficult because, again, you know, there are things that we have to deal with in life. But how bad do you want it? I mean, do you really want it? I don't know. It's kind of it, I think it's up to everyone's your own discretion. Um, but I think that once you realize if you stay in the same spot, it was so probably it probably would have been worth it to just give it that 10% extra effort to do something a little maybe difficult to try to get that result that you wanted that would have made you so happy. And now you're just kind of, you know, six months later, you're thinking, what could I have done differently and having the same conversation every single season, maybe, or a few seasons, just try it. I mean, it's hard. Nothing ever comes easy. And I think that's maybe another thing. Like, nothing is easy. Nothing comes easy. Unless you're a uh, genetic. No, because it, no, because all those people are competing with other genetic freaks, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're all swimming in the same pool with other, other genetic freaks. And they yeah. all, you know, like, they're all, like, the top of the sport, the top 1%, they're all genetics are pretty much the same. 
and like their, their genetics and is not what's separating them from each other. I, I have read books. Like I, I read Kara's book. Kara, I love you for hearing this. Um, <laughs> but you know, even the top elites, I'm like, they really bust their butt day in and out. And there is just no excuse. You show up no matter how much it sucks. It's like, you just show up every single day. And I think that for us, like sometimes I'll say like, man, my job is too stressful today. And I have to tell myself, like, I kind of, I think of this mantra, like you, like you have to go out and do this. Like you chose to do this. You put your name on the line. You signed up. You said you were committed. You have to commit to it. And then when you go out and do it and you're done, you're like so happy that you did it. So I think it's just, yeah. Right. Right. You have to think, what would future Matt and future Jess say? Right. Would they be happy with this decision? If so, hey, maybe it was a good decision. If not, you're like, no, future Matt would be really pissed. I passed Matt. I feel does like this. Right? The, 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 whether, the, that, whether that's taking down a full gallon of ice cream, which has happened, um, or making like decisions of like, oh, I'm just not going to, I'm going to run, you know, 20 miles a week. Yeah. You know, for like, for like two years. I was like, all right, nothing wrong with that, but like, no, future Matt's pretty, future Matt's pretty pissed. Yeah. you better step it up you know you can do this and i think the other part of me is like me as a therapist i see so many maybe that's the other factor that motivates me too is i see so many people who like can't do who who just functionally are physically disabled and when i feel like down in the dumps and i'm like do you know how that person right now would switch lives with me in a millisecond to do what i do um, and I think that's another motivating factor where I'm like, wow, your body is just, I mean, there's just so much more that we are so capable of. And I keep telling myself that like, you're capable of this. You could do this. There's some people that would love to have be, you know, love, would love your life, everything that you do. Um, and you know, this is, I, I was just destined. Like I was born and Jessica Mano was loves running and this is what I'm going to do. And I think it's just up to me, like how far I want to push it. Um, and you know, like right now, it's time for us to push the envelope a little bit, and uh, it doesn't have to be something crazy. But you know, it's time. It's time to. It's time to move out of this uh, plateau phase right now. So yeah. Well said. I have nothing. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Jess, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an absolute blast. I really appreciate Good. it. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye.